the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast. This is the penultimate instalment of the uh, run of special bonus editions of the London International Shipping Week podcast that we're running. This is a slightly shorter version of the podcast I recorded for the official London International Shipping Week podcast series. Uh, They've been going out each day via the LISW page. Uh, if you haven't already heard the daily bulletins there, you can catch up. But you know the Lloyd's List one is going to be the best one, so probably best start here. For now, though, I want to talk to you about shipping's image problem. What image problem, I hear you cry? Here we sit in the middle of London Shipping Week, pronouncing the vital works that shipping has offered global trade. Here we are debating the final nuances of our fully decarbonised and digitalised future. The government loves us. We're an essential component of the economy. So why is the editor of Lloyd's List determined to paint us in a negative light and complain about our image? Well, I'll tell you. The shipping industry complains it is an invisible and unrecognised key component of global trade. Yet, when it mattered and something significant happened to focus the eyes of the world on shipping, where were the executives of the companies involved in the ever-given container ship grounding of the Suez Canal? They were hiding behind press releases and crisis managers, that's where. And why is this a problem? Well... You can find out later today when I join Blue Communications in their debate on shipping's image problem. I'm going to be joined by the IMO Legal Affairs Director and Power Broker, Fred Kenny, Worcester's President and CEO of Tototheo Maritime, Despina Theodosiu, BV's Head of Comms, Nick Brown, and Blue's very own founder and brand guru-in-chief, Alistair Pettigrew. Out of all of the debates this week, this was the one that got me excited enough to speak out on a panel rather than being the one asking the questions. So I thought we should start today's podcast by having a quick chat with Alastair himself about why shipping's image matters. Welcome to the podcast, Alastair Pettigrew, co-founder of Blue, the PR and communications company. Um, You are hosting this afternoon an event that I'm slightly biased because I'm involved in. I'm on the panel. Uh, and it's one of those rare occasions where I'm not going to be asking the questions, I'm going to be answering them. So the tables are being turned. And the topic is is reframing shipping's tired conversation. Give us a quick helicopter pitch, if you like, as to what, what it is you are going to be putting me on the spot on later. Hi, Richard. Thanks very much. I think it's probably worth just explaining the, the title very quickly, which is, I, I guess, arguably slightly antagonistic. Um, and it's really just based on absolutely no science whatsoever, but but more in a sort of anecdotal straw poll I took um, around the time of the documentary Black, Black Trail coming out, which pointed a lot of accusatory fingers at shipping, particularly around its climate record and emissions. And I asked a few of my friends what they thought of shipping. Um, and, and interestingly, it was largely negative. It was a dirty industry. I tried to ask what they meant by that, and I think they found it quite hard to explain. And it, I appreciate uh, it wasn't it wasn't very scientific, but it did get me thinking, as as many of us have have discussed and debated over the years, that shipping doesn't do a good job of communicating. Um, so you know, we we thought we'd we'd ask the question um, with the panel discussion, and it's going to be an interesting one because I think. Certainly, you and I have had this discussion on and off over many years, and it's a conversation that has been prevalent in the industry as long as I've been writing about it, last 20 odd years or so. But I think the 
danger is we have to some extent written it off as a, a an indulgent self-reflecting uh, debate uh, session of navel gazing around sea blindness it's been uh, something that we have talked about but there was been no real consequences whereas i think now you're looking at the tangible consequences of this debate you're looking at uh, lack of traction at government level when it comes to dealing with the crew crisis you're looking at uh, the inability of the industry to actually negotiate a, um, a, a consensus position when it comes to big international uh, issues like decarbonization the industry lacks power as a result of its lack of visibility it's a, it's a real problem yeah i think you've hit the nail on the head I, I think it lacks power partly because it doesn't have one voice if i was to characterize shipping's response to the outside media in particular if we take that one example and but no disrespect to you and, and, and some fantastic journalists within maritime but ultimately your paymasters are the industry themselves so i think the outside media can take a slightly uh, more sinister approach if you like and again the black trail documentary was a good example of that and shipping's response if i was to characterize it is both fragmented because there is no one unified voice like say aviation which if you look at aviation iata tend to be the spokesperson for aviation more or less and so it's fragmented in one sense and then as the, the documentary really reflected it's inc often incredibly defensive mm. and you know in terms of what we do in terms of building brand and reputation and being proactive for a number of our clients for all our clients in terms of how we communicate those are the first two rules to you know to ensure you employ don't be uh, don't be defensive uh, and have a, a unified core cohesive message to say so i think that, that that's that's the the challenge here I, I think it is a challenge and i think it's one that we all need to be focused on much more than we are um you know you you, you say that the the trade press lawyers list and and others are part of the industry and i think that's true we are unapologetically part of shipping that's very much our role we're there to yes have the good sort of objective standards of journalism speaking truth to power but we are very much there to provide information that helps people do business better that's our role when it comes to being a spokes uh, force for the industry which is to some extent what we have become uh you know in some respects you know, in the event in, in the wake of the ever given uh you know a big international story yeah. we saw the majority of the players involved in that incident hiding behind uh pre-arranged statements and uh you know there, there was nobody in front of the cameras talking about that so it was left to the likes of us to be in front of the cameras and talking about shipping but that is to some extent a bit a bit ridiculous you know the fact that um we should be the ones being quoted is i just i, I think there is a real problem there when the industry is not able or prepared to stand up and say this is the reality of how global supply chains work. This is, uh, you know, when you press a button and order something from Amazon, this is what happens. Here is the reality of why shipping is responsible for turning the wheels of globalized trade. And I thought there was a real opportunity missed by the industry to tell a good story, an important story, but it was written off by everybody as being a negative story. And it was back to the old oily bird syndrome where shipping doesn't become a news story unless there's you know, a pollution incident. 
you know, we should be getting out there in front of this and talking up the essential nature of what this industry does. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, if anyone was just landed from Mars, Richard, they would assume you were the spokesperson for the shipping industry, I think, based on the ever given in this in instant. And, you know, as a former journalist myself, as you rightly say, I mean, as, as well as you did, and as brilliantly, I think, as you summarised the issues and challenges around the Ever Given, you don't represent the industry, you're an observer, if anything. Uh, and so there's there's no homogenous uh, voice, for sure. And I agree with you completely. I think the Ever Given was a huge missed opportunity. The actual real story should have been, isn't this incredible that an instant like this is so rare? And yeah. actually, you know, with what, 50, 60, 70,000 ships um, circumnavigating the world uh, uh, constantly, it's incredible that this industry um, is only reporting incidents like this on very rare occasions. And it was also, you know, a, a, an opportunity to be proactive, to underpin that 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 uh, that limelight, if you like, with all the great things that are going on in this industry. And I think if there's one sort of piece that you know we see from our, our, our or we could perhaps suggest from our day-to-day -day jobs in terms of the PR communications marketing world, it would be to get on the front foot. There's a whole lot of good stuff going on in shipping as you report every day, and it feels like there's genuinely um, quite a pivotal moment in terms of an explosion in a, in a very good way around decarbonization, digitalization. And I'm not sure shipping is doing a great job of communicating that beyond its own walls. We know that the industry has, um, you know, a problem with uh, a persistently opaque, slightly dubious end of subterfuge shipping. And to be honest, we're not really tackling that as an issue in this debate. That will be a persistent problem. What we're talking about is the vast majority of the shipping industry that is trying to do its best when it comes to these things. I just don't think it's being done in a way that is particularly positive. And as you said, you know, it is a fragmented industry. But then I would also argue that uh, aviation to a certain degree, but certainly energy and various other industries that do a much better job of presenting themselves internationally uh, are also fragmented. So I think, you know, there there is a discussion there. But we will come to that uh, later on today. It promises to be an interesting debate. If you're listening to this uh, on Thursday morning when we uh, put this out there, you still have time to sign up and come along. It will be hosted at 240 Blackfriars, uh, the old Lloyd's List offices for those of you who have been there before. Uh, it promises to be a great event, actually. So I would urge anybody who is uh, yet to make up their mind what they're doing this afternoon to come along and there will be drinks and uh, refreshments afterwards. Uh, but for now, um, Alistair, thank you for joining the London International Shipping Week podcast, and uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of London Shipping Week. Thank you very much, Richard. I'll see you later. And that's it for today. I will be back tomorrow for one last edition, hopefully with at least a few of the Lloyd's List editorial team, weary from a week of face-to-face -face meetings and having to dress in something other than pyjamas. We will digest the week's events, themes and gossip for you, and hopefully even offer you some insight into what it all means for shipping. For now, thank you for listening. Have a good day and hopefully see some of you later at the gala dinner in Greenwich. Mm -hmm.